If the studio's rocking, don't come knocking. Broadcasting live from Bushwick. This is a Bush recording. Wow. Live. <laughs> a little Bush. beef hard humor because today. Why? Why? Once, Mikey, once why? again, one of our very favorites, a veteran a of arts and seizures, a perennial, an evergreen. evergreen. An evergreen. <laughs> evergreen. All girl. right. Let's hear He's looking th- a little green today. <laughs> I'm feeling great. So here's you look, you Big Eight. Zarembo, <laughs> you, know, you don't look too good. But, 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 I feel better than I look, I'll tell you. Guy goes to, yeah. guy guy goes to the doctor. What does he say? He says, well, what happened? Uh, doctor says, you don't look very good. Guy says, yeah, but I feel great. The doctor uh, says, yeah, but you look terrible. Guy says, I feel great. He goes, wait a second, wait a second. You don't look good, but you feel great. I know, you're a vagina. Uh, <laughs> all, right. Oh. all right, what a way to start this show. I don't want to be privy to this attention to sexist body parts the depths. of degradation. Oh. All right. I myself Enough seizures. On with the arts. Yeah. Good to see you again, Pete Zaremba. It's like Bill Maher show. Uh, the angry feminists <laughs> are, are pounding on the studio window at this very moment. Uh, Gary, just, know, be, just be glad this is an NPR, because you know what NPR stands for? No pizza radio. Oh. No, pe- oh. No, and no pizza remember. Oh. Only enough for the pizza. No, no pizza remember. No pizza remember. Yeah. All right. Let's okay. hear it once time. Gary Lucas, our good friend, back again. You know Gary uh, Lucas, of course, from his work with Captain Beefheart, with Jeff Buckley. His amazing, astonishing, unending stream of music. I mean, the music just comes pouring out of this man. We've celebrated your record of soundtracks, of Chinese pop music, of um, Mongolian psychedelia, uh, <laughs> nice. of, every, of every sort of... I haven't done that yet, but that's an idea. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Gary, it's really good to see you. So, and, and you brought it's your guitar with us. You. We are live from Bushwick. All right, <laughs> all right. So you want? I got to interrupt for a second. Stick a bush, Gary. My yes. guitarist is still on tour with Dennis Tech. And I, I know Mikey keeps talking about Dennis Tech. He's somewhere over in Europe there. My BFF. He's a, Dennis Tech is amazing. He, okay, he grew up with all the guys in Ann Arbor, the Stooges, uh-huh. MC5. Yep. Then he went to Australia. He started the, the Radio Birdman, the first oh, yeah. proto-punk band. Great but band. in the meanwhile, he was in medical school. Med- right? He's a surgeon. He is a, he is a practicing surgeon. He is a doctor. Uh-huh. He can fly He's a fighter jet. He's a Navy jet. pilot. And, <laughs> and play pigeon guitar. And <laughs> Can he remove a tumor with a grapefruit spoon? Well, no, but, no, but with the... With a telecaster, but he, but he, kid, he kidnaps my he kidnaps my lead guitarist, which is why I'm here hanging out with Mike because I can't go on tour. So he gave he gave uh, Keith Strang, my guitarist, this whole set list to learn before they left. So he had a week to learn like twelve songs. Uh. Keith couldn't do it, so he gave him another six weeks. Oh, that's nice. Well, that's because he's a doctor. He's a doctor. Get it, get it. Guys, yeah. David, yeah, come on. We got, two, we got two weeks Help to live. Me. I can't pay the Help bill. All right, take another two weeks. Uh, All right, test. Gary, what are, you, what are you working on these days? I know you're working on a new Chinese yeah. pop record, which is really one of my favorite of all your projects. I've been in the studio with Jason Candler and a great mainland Chinese female vocalist, Fei Yang. And she singing uh, that old stuff? She's singing oh. 1930s songs by Zhou Xuan and Bai Guang. Two Great Shanghai Divas, and this would be The Edge of Heaven, Volume 2, a continuation of a record I released in 2001. Actually, it came out on 9-11, believe it or not. My album and uh, Bob Dylan's Love and Theft were released on the same day. It was a, 
a terrible day, as you remember. Well, but he, he went uh, on to win a Nobel Prize. So. Hey, I'm on the way to uh, I don't know. I'm just on that road. The road to Morocco. <laughs> That's right. The road to and, Shanghai. Uh, at least I'll go back. The I road to there. Sweden to, to become a Nobel laureate. So uh, that record turned out to be "Who the Thunk It," perhaps my most popular album of the thirty-plus records I've released to date. It's it's incre- it's incredibly good. It's very 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 pretty. Record. And this one is like going to be uh, even better, and it's already sounding magnificent. Uh, special thanks to Robert Melvin Rubin for believing in this. And uh, I hope to revisit these songs live as soon as like we put this baby to bed, and it should be pretty soon. All right, but we're, what, we're very encouraged. Let's bring let's begin this musical travelogue and now uh, take us uh, to Shanghai. Maybe. Okay, so this is an instrumental uh, version of one of the songs uh, on the record, which is called "Seeing Older Brother Off," and uh, it's it's about three and a half minutes. Okay. taste. I love it. Oh, I gave so, the whole uh, game away. Though. You gave the whole game away. Oh, oh, no, I want to ask you something, though. How much, how much of this, this Chinese music has is, is, is really been, um, uh, uh, I don't want, I don't want, what do you want <laughs> I'm trying to, to be kind. I'm trying column to be kind. A, column How B. much has it been That's fucked right. over by Western music is what I'm trying to say. Well, no. You know, the, enriched. The whole, enriched, Mike. Let me enriched. tell you, the whole story <laughs> of this stupid particular ra- round eyes. Uh, Genre of Chinese music, which is known as Shaidaku, is that here in Shanghai, uh, we have a good example of cross fertilization, aka fusion music between the wars. Shanghai was considered the Paris of the East and, and a show, show place for Westerners. And there's a very good account, for instance, by uh, Buck Clayton. Uh, of bringing his orchestra to Shanghai in his memoirs and playing. And he takes credit, in a way, for inventing Chinese, Shanghainese pop. And now that could be disputed, but the fact is... Well, they had records and stuff that they yeah. were listening to anyway. Yeah, no, no, no. They were and, all into uh, jazz and, and Hollywood, swing right? and Hollywood. Hollywood films. And so for the fledgling Shanghai film industry, they kind of cooked up with their special sauce, mm-hmm. an interesting, fascinating fusion of Tin Pan Alley, swing jazz, Broadway, some Yiddish 
influences from Yiddish theater I, I, and Chinese music, Chinese scales and Chinese melodies. The odd thing was when you were playing that, I mean, I thought I heard some Eastern European influence in it, something yeah. that sounded vaguely klezmer, but I also have this sort of very loosey-goosey, ethnomusicological theory that I'm, I'm always hearing like... I hear everything and everything. So when I'm listening to like Professor Longhair, I hear a little klezmer in it, but I'm also hearing obviously the, the, the Cuban roots. I'm hearing the Latin vibe, but then you know you hear klezmer, and I'm hearing like R and B getting into there. And even when I hear weird African music that should have been not touched by other Western influences, I mean you still hear you know a, a dominant seventh chord, or you hear you know something you know that a flatted blue note that's coming in. It's weird. It's like the universal language that seems now that is the actually the. The main thesis, uh, I gave a uh, TAD talk, which you can find online. I think there's... TAD talk at TAD Stakes? Are you giving <laughs> yeah, a TAD, TAD Stakes? I'm giving a TAD uh, talk. All right, TAD Stakes in 40 seconds. There's something <laughs> like 50,000 plus hits on this. Right. And it's called Blues and the Tuning of the World. Oh. And I make a case for blues being the universal tongue and connector-upper of various okay. wonderful ethnic music from all over you the see, world. Now, this is a book. Yeah, okay. Cool. This is a book. Hey, we'll you talk. Can... We're, we're going to talk. We're going to talk. <laughs> we're going to talk. Okay. All right. But now, look, talking about all of this, now, if you take R&B, the one, four, five yeah. progression, and marry it, let's say, with a popular dance beat in the earlier 20th century, which would be a polka, yeah. and what do you get? What do you get, Mike? Minor threat. No, you get Chuck Berry. <laughs> <laughs> you get oh. Chuck Berry. Yeah. Right. Also, the Ramones. You were you in Shanghai? Yeah. Okay. So we did. You go to the Peace uh, Hotel, which yes, is the Hotel Cat. I know it well. And uh, I had uh, a great time just checking out. I know the Peace Hotel band. Those old guys. <laughs> yes, they're holding court there on a nightly basis. Actually, the Peace Hotel was... The Hotel Cate. Yeah, the Communist Party headquarters of China. Well, when they, in the yeah. 50s, and then if they the, reverted yeah. it back right. to the, if they, the Peace if Hotel. They did, if the Japanese didn't kill all these guys that were in this band, then maybe they got re-educated. Well, I, I want to yeah. get invited back, so yeah. wait a right. second. Well, okay. I want to <laughs> go like, all, all there, but let me tell you, my but, friend Andrew Bull, Yeah, I want to put in a plug for Andrew and... His lovely wife, Sally Kwok, who's been one of my Edge of Heaven collaborators. Is she singing at the... Uh... She's not singing there, but she and I sang this music at BAM, two nights at the Fisher Theater. About two years ago, we sold out these shows. Uh, and then also at the Holland Festival in Amsterdam at the BIM House, we had a sold-out show there and a Nijmegen music meeting. And uh, Andrew and Sally celebrated their 30th wedding anniversary in October and invited me to come and play at the banquet, which was held at the top floor of the Peace Hotel. It was go. one of the most the spectacular, decadent... Banquets, I mean, I, decadent. Tell me, tell me, I've, I've been, to, I've, been to, I've been to Katz's Deli with you. Oh, so right. when you say decadent, you know I, I like. want to hear what you're talking about. Beef Wellington, beef Wellington. Beef Wellington is very. You don't even have that. Uh, rare in, in, roast beef in a puff, puff pastry. Right, no, but, you know, but wrapped in pate, wrapped yeah. in really truly right. wrapped well, that in was, foie gras. They had food stations. Like how many animals have to die for a true beef Wellington? 
They had <laughs> less than guys who died Shrimp. at uh, Waterloo. Water. Anything you wanted. Well, they yes. had fountains. Yeah. I guess there's that. For fountains. dessert of liquid fountains. chocolate that you could dip sticks with fruit and marshmallows in. And they'd be liquefied. I love with chocolate glaze. It was I'm And gonna, they're going to do it again. So That uh, was the former uh, Hotel you, Cat Day. You were, yeah. This was. This, this is the field recordings. These are genuine field recordings for when the flesh tones were I, in China. I, hey, we were there. Listen. He's like the Alan Lomax of punk rock. <laughs> that that okay. That was my birthday party in Shanghai. Listen, this it was. Year. It's a good place. A birthday in Shanghai. Yeah, I recommend the, it. You, could, you could have been the sheriff of Hong Kong. That was my birthday party at the at the Peace Hotel. Now, the Peace Hotel is right on the bun, ladies and gentlemen, with a spectacular view of the harbor. Now, but what you need to do is go across the, the harbor yeah. and get up to the top of the Mandarin Hotel right, and look down. up on the 78th floor and see everything all lit up. The only problem is they turn the lights off at 11. They do. They have a kind of a <laughs> like, Kind of like Boston that, that way. Yeah, there that was way. The, at, <laughs> it wasn't at the piece. Not much of a college town. just trying to save the electric they, bill. They had the famous <laughs> long bar. It wasn't at the piece. Yeah, though. that's right. But it was the a, Mandarin. The famous long yeah. bar, which... Uh, which, what's his name? The famous uh, British uh, probably right and... Uh, long John Silver. The guy. He, he said, this bar is so long, from one end you see the curvature of the earth. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've been in a hotel in Moscow like that, the Oktoberskaya. I've been in there. Okay, you can start on one end of a corridor and traverse the length of the hotel, which is a two-city block length hotel. And... About ten minutes on your walk, you run into a woman behind a big desk who, like, has you show your passport and your ID, and if not, she'll just glare at you and go, yet. Yeah. Like, nobody <laughs> it passes. Sounds, it sounds a lot like Las Vegas when you walk but from that, the Venetian to the Bellagio. That's Bellagio. the biggest hotel in the world. You, yeah. I, I, well, you, the Venetian, Peter, by the way, what's, I, I, you're pretty good on the Balalaika. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I was going well, to talk right. about the ridiculousness of the Venetian the Hotel. But Real listen. We got to go. Real listen. This is getting so close. Well, musicians and traveling salesmen. It's what we've got in common. Yeah, really. we, we've been to Tampa and Professor and Harold Hill here. Hey. Look at him. He's a music man. He's hey. a what? He's well, a what? No, I, I, I laugh as guys who've been right. on the road as troubadours such as we are. Right. All the places, all the playblows, all the villas, all the tiny little towns that are sometimes better than the big cities to play in that we've been to, though. Who goes? to those places. Mm-hmm. Who's ever been to, you know, Pittsburgh and Orlando and Hush Tampa Burkina. and St. Louis, or for that matter, every small town in Catalonia and, and Eddie, Greece, except musicians and traveling salesmen. Eddie Angel of the Low Straight Jackets sent me a text this morning and said he's in Pittsburgh, actually last night. He goes, what's that Is bar? It you know, he says, what's that bar? I want to go for, uh, eat pierogi. And I said, it's Grooski's. And he went to Gooski's yeah, last night. Gooski's. Did he get the Philly cheesesteak while he was there? Yeah, well, not he's uh, right. at Pittsburgh. Right, Gary's revving up. What are you going to play for us next, Gary? Play, play music. Right, yeah. no, this the, is a piece. All right, this is from a new one. I have a recorder called Cool Hand Luke, and this song is called Take Me to Zikazbah. Ah, Zikazbah. We got to set this up. Yo.
great to get Gary Lucas, wonderful. master guitar player Gary Lucas, back on our the studio sim- audience season. is going nuts. Hey, so a few people stir. Come on, pump it out there. I, I got a little warm when you're playing that, that, that. Pump it out there. I, I, I like that. Like, yes, it's like, like uh, it's a hot cha cha. I like that. It gets money. You know, this is really wild because we're used to having rock and rollers in here, but it's pretty amazing having someone who actually knows how to play the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I know I'm sort of overqualified for the job. Speaking of Shanghai, speaking of speaking of the job, but no, I. I Get Gary been friends for a long time, but I'm still at a loss. How long? A, a long time, long enough that um, that, it, that it counts because friends are, are fleeting, yeah, no. and uh, we've been working together and uh, having this conversation for many years now. Mike and I is still a great thereminist. We've had great times. We got a uh, battling. God's and Monsters 25th anniversary show. And right I, up there. I got to tell you, at Deep Pop's birthday, battling you on uh, Interstellar oh, yeah. Overdrive. That was good. Theremin versus guitar. This is what Theremin I Theremin versus guitar. This is the highlight of my music To me, life. that's like San Martino versus the Baron Miguel Sequoia. It was like that. They should have put us in a fucking steel cage, okay, and keep the women and children at home. I'm telling you, it was brutal. Brutal. Um, but, but Gary, I still and I, I don't understand exactly your guitar playing when you play uh, Delta Blues, when you play Ragtime, and you're you know you're obviously playing Chinese pop music and, and so many other things. Like, how did you come? But especially when you're playing this weirdo blues music, be- yeah. post beef heart, but like pre blues weirdness. Where did that come from? I think I just drew on every influence I'd ever had on the guitar to try and synthesize my own stuff. But you also have a very extended technique. I mean, yeah. you, you know. Well, the technique really grew a lot when I was forced to learn Van Vliet's difficult and knotty solo compositions like Flavor Bud Living and Evening Bell, which I performed on the last two Beefheart albums on Virgin. And, uh, and I'll tell you what, because the first time he drilled I didn't wear me. Gary. He was one of those guys who was a severe taskmaster. And he I looked ha- severe. Yeah, he was severe. Looked, you know. I mean, a great guy, lovely, and, the, you know, loved Don Van Vliet. But I'm saying as far as learning his music and playing it, you had to rigorously extend yourself to, you know, go beyond... <laughs> Far beyond the abilities of mortal man. I, I remember if reading. If you weren't about, really prepared to yeah. make that trip, you'd be out on your ass. So. Well, we were, well, always the stories of, of, of Don and yeah. Captain Before were legendary 16 hour day rehearsals, half of it spent on telepathy. Well, um, some of it you know, would be you know. also. Just imagine. <laughs> imagine getting a phone call at two in the morning from Don and he'd go, hey, man, get your tape recorder. We had to go buy a specific kind of Sony cassette quarter they don't make anymore. And then hold it up. Now people would use their iPhone memo pad. But uh, at that point, that's what we had. And he would say, okay, get this, man. And then he would go. Hey, learn that on the guitar, man. And I'd say, but wait, there's not a lot of melody right there. You know what I mean? It's just like you're just pushing air through, you know, your purse lips. You go, yeah, isn't that it? That's called <laughs> Melody Arms. Oh, I said, what do you mean? He said, it's a song. I got a new song about 
a hotel called the Melody Arms. See, yeah, okay. And this is about yeah, everybody. Each verse was about a different guy living in a different room. I remember, though, I mean, I'm reading this stuff, and I remember reading after. That was my first introduction to you. I'm going to see Captain Beefheart at the Beacon Theater. Yeah. If you got ears, you got to listen. Yeah. And You were uh, there? I was there. You know I was okay. there. Dude, I'll tell you what. I couldn't find anybody. I was a senior in high school, and no one wanted to go with me to see Captain so Beefheart. Me. And, what? Uh, no, and no they one. Right. And when Captain no, Beefheart, the last right. great... The last great victory man. of the avant-garde Mike, when Captain Beefheart right, was on Saturday Night Live, yes. which is an astonishingly <laughs> aggressive and good performance and amazing. And the last time, I mean, it went from there to like, it sort of like drifted into like the, the kinks of now. And now, and now we're up to Britney Spears, whatever the fuck it is they show yeah, uh, on Saturday Night Live. But it, it, it was wow. amazing. But I, there was like some stupid keg party. I'm like, I can't go. Gotta watch Captain Beefheart on TV. And everybody, I was, Listen, like, a, I was like a pariah in my school for They this. shouldn't So I went to that him. show. It was Meant I, I found I found I found some mentally challenged art student who agreed to go with me to see Captain Beefheart if I paid for the ticket. That's our fan base and yeah. and mentally challenged. And they're Jew friends who could afford to buy two tickets. I don't and know. it was no, it was absolutely one of the great great you know concert experiences of my well. life. That was the first time I saw you play. But I do remember reading some story in the failed musician magazine where you're talking about the like failed. Yeah, Jesus. where it's a good magazine. It was what a great magazine, mean? but unfortunately. Who reads anything? First of all, it's like, it's like it's, yeah, well, musicians who read, who read? books, books, magazines? musician. What is that? I know, I know, I know. It's like making a wrestling magazine for wrestlers. Not, <laughs> um, but it was, you were talking about like you, you rehearsed. I don't know for twelve thousand hours. Your fingers were bleeding. You had ten tonight. It was like it was like a horror story to play this like thirty second piece of music, which is very beautiful. But it was a long it was a road. Long it was a long walk. For Am I water. wrong? But I think I saw. I think I saw Don on like Dick Cavett or something. And and something like it was something uh, like Letterman. That. It was Letterman. Oh yeah, Letterman. And twice. Was it? And I got him. It, it was early on or something, right, and yeah. he was kind of at a loss what to say to Don. And uh, he didn't want to. He asked Don. He had just moved to the Mojave Desert or something. That's well, right. he said, "So you live in the Mojave Desert?" And he said, "Actually, no, I've moved." And so he <laughs> said, "Where?" And Don, trying to fake him out, you know, because yeah. he didn't want fans chasing yeah. after him, said. Oh, Arizona, where it's even hotter. Yeah, yeah. I thought he said. I, I, I thought he said. <laughs> I thought, Do you like it? No. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but I thought he said something like, well, "What's it like?" And he goes, "Man, it's hot." Well, that's yeah. ice cream for crow. And he goes, "When you say it's so hot, he goes, man, it was really hot. It was really hot. It was like it was well, really hot." But really hot. you know, yeah. that's actually it was hot. You know, of, of all the before lyrics, when he says it's so hot, looks like you got two beaks. Crow, it's like I get it. It's really hot. Crow looks like it's got two beaks. The heat's shimmering. That's what, to me. That's one of the. Mo- I mean, it's very poetic and it's beautiful. And I've been in the desert, but so, I actually you can listen to that and sort of get the desert feeling. He was on a. He was in the desert on a horse with no name. Huh. Oh, <laughs> no, ouch! Gonna, wait, I have ah. a whole story on yeah, that. Seriously. Because Thank you, Dave. when we were making ice cream for Crow, Dewey Bonnell from America showed up at the sessions with his friend Billy Moomy. Oh, I love uh, I love him. Yeah. And uh, Boston Space. And so Don the next day was like Hey man, have you heard America recently? (laughs) Bubbles to the head. (laughs) Canada dry music. 
And Ronald Reagan, what do you say? There's a backstory there, but I won't go through into it now. But uh, Billy Mummy, baby, yeah, Canada Dry, Canada Dry. All right, I'll tell you what, Gary, because you're here, and uh, we want to exploit you uh, without shamelessly exploiting. You have another beautiful piece of music you can swing for us before we plug in the electric guitar and get to remember to sing. I'm listening. I'm listening to disco music myself. It's crazy here, Roberta. It's crazy, Roberta. It's insane. It's the season. Gary, play something quick. Spring. There are people doing keg stands just outside the door. This is. What is this? It's a piece. That's a guitar. Yeah. All right. Arts and seizures, clearly more arts than seizures this week, Zaremba. None of your necrophiliac rock and roll, you and and your flesh tones. Oh, yeah. Just digging up the corpses of... Exhuming the, the corpses uh, and the, of, uh, exhuming the phantasms of eczema. the, of the eczema. 1960s. This is this, good. This I, is where past I, meets the future. This is where the Gary, river meets the beautiful. road. This is where the earth Ew. meets the sky. Gary Lucas, can I've, I've been enjoying this this cocktail that uh, Aaron did uh, give us. <laughs> to you. It can't go by without a shout out to the bartender, Gary. Yeah, and you know what? I'm looking at this. I got to say it before we go. Every week I come in here and I see this hideous. Uh, a ceramic, uh, it's like a cookie jar, or you put like, oh, don't go away, no, Gary. This thing that it looks like it's made like a Big Mac and it's glazed. It, it is hideous. It, and it's got like mayonnaise seeping, uh, ceramic it's, mayonnaise. It's, it's like a coin bank shaped like a quadruple. What do you, what do you, what do you, you know, it's like, it's like it combines the worst elements of like Jeff Koons and Ray Kroc. And what do you do with this? <laughs> Ray Kroc. What do you do with this? You put like half eaten. You fill it Big up with Macs? plastic explosive. Explosive. I, I, I'm a, I, I am, a, and on top of it, it has a ceramic cornichon. For our friends in Paris, I hate this thing. It's a cookie jar that you're supposed to keep half half eaten Big Macs in or something. I'm going to take this out know. to the middle of Moore Street. But I got to tell you, very controversial what? at my house. We're still eat we're still eating the ham from Easter because Heritage Foods, one of the best raised pigs in all of North America, Heritage not the food. world, one of our sponsors, and we have this giant, giant hindquarters of pig we serve for Easter. It's not week three yet, and I'm still carving it right off the bone. Um, it lasts. It lasts. My my soulmates like. How it goes? Why? 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 Why are you still eating that thing? And I'm telling you, this is the thing you put on the Conestoga wagon, right. bring it to the promised land. Right. My refrigerator in Brooklyn is safe. 
You know what? And take the bone and make yourself a caldo gallego or something. Well, all right. That sound can only mean one thing. Are we ready? Gary to- Lucas has got his bottleneck on, my old guitar here. Sounds badass. Gary, it sounds like fireworks about take to go. Him, take my him vices, light fuse and getaways. Remember, down you got something you're going to throw down for I don't know, baby. He's going to take us down south to South Bushwick. He's going down south. That sounds like- Oh, Where are we going? Yeah. Rochester? New Haven? Ro- no, <laughs> Rochester. Jack Benny's uh, All right. show foot. I'll tell you what. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to Arts and Seizure. Thanks to our friend Gary Lucas. Please find him at GaryLucas.com and buy every single one of his multitude of records because they are all wonderful, but especially we love Edge of Heaven and look forward to Edge of Heaven number two. I love your record of soundtracks. Um, Far past any royalties in the Captain Beefheart King, but always remember, uh, if you got ears, you got to listen. Gary Lucas. Pete, you got you got you got one of those things that you suck and blow. I do, and but you know, I'm listening to Gary Lucas play the blues. All right, well, I'm maybe you guys can settle down and sing a little song. I'm enjoying. No, I'm enjoying this right now, Gary. Keep on playing that slide guitar. He's got a glass right. finger. So he's playing that slide guitar, and it's very beautiful. And they brought the arugula to the awkward day table. That's right. He's got the. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, yeah. Hey guys. Alright, okay, what do you got Well, I'm out here in Brooklyn, baby. Yeah, with Gary Lucas. I got five dollars. And he's mad. I got five dollars in my pocket, baby. And he's mad. <laughs> and he's mad. Ooh. Five dollars in my pocket. Hey. Now, wait five a minute. Five dollars, baby. How many dollars do you have, Mike? Five dollars, baby. Now, wait a second. That's a nickel's worth of dollars, huh? Now, wait a minute.
Heritage Foods. Your money or your life? Heritage Foods. Why not? Yeah, let me think about I'm it. I'm thinking about it. Think about it. <laughs> All right, see you guys next week for our sensational answer. One more time for Gary Lewis. Let's do it for Pete Zaremba. My our friends at Reporters, our friends at Ernest for USA, of course, everybody out in Radioland. Dave in the booth twirling the knobs with alacrity and deafness. See ya. Go, Gary, go. everybody. Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.